From the 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studio, here's Steve Kaplowitz and Adrian Broadus. Oh, happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope all of you uh, had a good, safe Labor Day weekend, including yesterday where we were off. Now we're back four days this week. That's it. 90 minutes today because we've got John Teicher standing by at 5.30 for UTEP football with Dana Dimmel. And then at 6.30, it'll be just Tim Haggerty from the ballpark. Round Rock's in town. Chihuahuas and the Express begin their six-game series tonight at Southwest University Park. Super excited about that. For minor fans, Saturday night, I know the first half of that game uh, against uh, Incarnate Word was a little uh, nerve-wracking for uh, a lot of people. In fact, uh, the Miners, you know, didn't take the lead in that game until the second half. That was their first lead of the season. But they did wear down the Cardinals. They won the game. And now they're favored against Northwestern. Well, we've got so much to cover. So much to talk about, Adrian. My goodness. It's going to be a short week, but a fun week. That's uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was just so fired up about college football officially kicking off with a full slate of games, week one action this past weekend. Uh, and then we, of course, we're talking about NFL starting this week. Thursday night football, Detroit Lions taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Already news about this game happening right now with Travis Kelsey hyper extending his knee, questionable ahead of the opener. Um, I think he's pretty doubtful for this game uh, coming up on Thursday. But regardless, we've got UTEP Northwestern to talk about we've got chihuahuas baseball to talk about we've got utep uh soccer volleyball still in action as well i mean this is really the time to be a sports fan right here and it's exciting how can you hyper extend a knee and play two days later like i mean the story today is he hyper extended it they believe that his acl is intact but then they say according to adam teicher uh, Kelsey has inflammation. The Chiefs will test it again tomorrow to determine his availability. So here's what I would do if I'm if I'm Andy Reid, okay? I would say it's a game day decision. That's even if he's out, even if Travis Kelsey can't even walk um and he's on crutches, it's a game day decision because after all why show your uh, why show your hand before this game against the Lions? Yeah, there's no need to do something like that. Also, there's uh, a lot of uncertainty around the other receivers for the Chiefs. So it's not exactly like you're really excited about some of the other weapons Kansas City has going into this season. So to lose uh, Travis Kelsey at any point in the season isn't good for Kansas City. I am completely pessimistic about his return on Thursday. But maybe this, you know what, Steve, maybe for the long haul, for what the true goal is, getting to the Super Bowl, getting to Vegas this year, for the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe that will supersede any kind of you know rushing him onto the field for Travis Kelsey, and maybe they'll be very cautious or extra cautious, I should say, uh, with his uh, availability. Look, Noah Gray is a more than suitable backup. He'll be fine. You know, he's a guy that can come in and um, and catch passes. He's not going to give you Kelsey numbers, but you know he's he's fine. I loved Reed's remark. The next guy steps in and we roll. That's what you do. I like, I like that. That's, 
That's why I love Andy Reid. Next guy up. We roll. He's right. You, know, you don't want to lose your best offensive weapon next to uh, your quarterback. But, you know, there's not much you can do right now if you're the Chiefs. And you said it best. You need a healthy Travis Kelsey for the rest of the season and not try to worry him about rushing him out there and risk serious injury if he's not able to go. And I also want to see what Mahomes does with some of these unproven receivers. Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice. Uh, I want to see what he could do with some of those guys out there, uh, his other skill position wide receivers. We saw what Marquez Valdez-Scantling did last year for them, uh, but I wouldn't necessarily call him a bona fide wide receiver one or wide receiver two necessarily. But maybe Patrick Mahomes uses the best and maximizes the most from these guys right here and gets uh, still a lot of production out of the passing game. MVS just thanked you for that, by the way. You're in the 1% of the media who actually refers to him as Marquez, considering everywhere you listen, it's Marquez, not Marquez. And I know. we learned that the hard way last year at the uh, Super Bowl uh, media day when we had a chance to talk to Marquez and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yes, that is... That is so interesting. In fact, I kind of hope they come back this year to Las Vegas. Well, no, I want the Jets to go. But if the Jets don't go, then I do want to see the Chiefs so that I can see MVS. And when I see him, I'll say, Marquez, it is great to see you back. And I am going to make sure that he hears the Quez and knows that I am very familiar with the drill. So you'll be uh, in that 1% group as well, and maybe he'll grant you extra availability uh, afterwards, Steve. So that would be a a plus going into an interview like that with MBS. I'm going to be all smiles when I say Marquez. I'm going to have a big smile on my face when I see him like like we're long-lost friends and just say Marquez, great to see you back, and that's going to be it, and he'll be good to go. And if he's not playing but he's in Radio Row, you better believe we're going to refer to him as Marquez. We are not uh, going to to do what everyone else in the media does. Can't do that. No, can't. I can't. He's a he's a Super Bowl champion too. So you better get the name right. That's right. That is right. Okay. Uh, since we only have less than ninety minutes to do this show, we've got Bernie coming by for the uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl watch at five. Let's get to the big story, which is UTEP beating Incarnate Word, and now they're one and a half point favorites um, against Northwestern this weekend. Adrian, when I saw the line for the UTEP game, I was shocked. But then again, if anybody watched that contest Sunday morning, they understand why UTEP right now is a point and a half favorite. Although, I'll say this, I don't really like the line at all. You know what I love? I love the under 38 and a half because based on the defense that Northwestern showed and the fact that we already know UTEP has a hard time scoring points on the road to begin with and UTEP's defense and what they can do, this has the kind of making for like uh, like a 17-13, 17-14 game, don't you think? Oh, yes, I think I think so, Steve. I think you're on to something there. Um, I could see this being extremely low score. I mean, what if it's like a 10-7 to just ugly game, just back and forth, punt fest. Well, it could We're be. We're talking about Josh Sloan, uh, seven punts in that game. And, you know, I, I, I just want to see UTEP score more points. I mean, the one positive that you took from the second half of that game in Incarnate Word is the defense locked in, mm-hmm. the offense was able 
able to run the ball like crazy. Gavin Hardison, uh, 13 pass attempts in that game, and it, he didn't even need to do anything. They could be very vanilla against that incarnate word defense because their offensive line simply wore them out. So if we learned anything from UTEP is they do have the ability to score. They just have to do it their way, which is long drives like that eight-minute, 20-second drive in the second half uh, to pretty much you know put the minors over the top against Incarnate Word. Those are the drives that they need in order to try to have any kind of success against Northwestern. And by the way, Hardison was 10 of 13, okay? 10 of 13, two of his 10 passes were touchdowns, no interceptions. When you're going to run the ball, like the Miners did on Saturday and what they should have done. Let's be honest, this was the most vanilla game plan of all time. Everybody in the stadium knew what they were going to do, including Incarnate Word, and Incarnate Word couldn't stop them. So the truth is, is that if you know, we always talk about an unimaginative game plan. Hey, when you have something that's working and the defense cannot stop, you keep doing it. You do it until they stop you. And in the second half, they completely wore that defense down. That defense couldn't stop Dion. It couldn't stop anyone on the ground. So, you know, I-, I liked it. And I liked the 10 of 13 for Hardison. Good completion percentage, 70 plus. The two touchdowns, no picks. That was important. It's amazing what happens when you do not turn the ball over in a game. It really is. Good point as well. I mean, you figure this is a team right now that hasn't been successful in the turnover margin over the past couple of years, and they have to be better at that. They had a, uh, a really nice interception late in the game. Latresh uh, Moore, he comes up big with an interception in the back of the end zone, and I thought that was significant for the Miners. They, it felt like every opportunity in, Incarnate Ward was trying to capitalize on in the second half was uh, quickly put to an end due to that UTEP defense. So I thought they had a really nice performance on Saturday. Granted, it was against Incarnate Word. What can you take against an FCS team? I still like the skill position players on that Cardinals team, though. I, oh, my God. I, they're going to win plenty of games. They're yes. probably going to be one of these 10-2, I wouldn't be surprised if they run the table in FCS because you could tell the way they played that first half on the road, they looked good. They looked really good. And then Calzada started to fade a little bit in the second half when the defense broke through and really started getting to him a little bit. But that first half of that up-tempo offense and the way they came down the field against the UTEP defense, it was impressive. It really was. The Miners needed that second half to wear out Incarnate Word. That's what they needed. They needed that second half to do it. And they did. And now, you know, they did exactly what they're supposed to do. One and one as they get ready to take on um, a Wildcats team that, now this is amazing. And I wrote about this on the website today. If you haven't checked it out, please do. 600ESPNElPaso.com. That is 600ESPNElPaso.com. But understand this, okay? Um, We don't know if UTEP's going to win Saturday. Fans said it. They said they should win Saturday. Well, yeah, I get that. They should. Northwestern's lost 12 in a row. I understand all that. But listen, this football team that we're talking about here from El Paso, they are not a good road team. So to say that they should win a road game against anybody is a stretch. A Big Ten team is a big stretch. And I know they're in turmoil. I know they've lost 12 in a row. I know the scandal. I know that I saw they played against Rutgers. 
But that Rutgers, that Rutgers offense had less than 300 yards of, uh, of offense against that Northwestern defense. It wasn't a defense's reason why they lost the game. It was because Northwestern's offense was horrible. So, Adrian, because Northwestern's defense played well, and it's a home game out there in uh, Evanston, I listen, I don't feel good about any UTEP road game. I don't. I don't feel good about this game. I definitely don't feel good about the Arizona game next week. But, you know, um, before we start saying the Miners are going to go 2-1 and one and win their first uh, Power 5 game ever, which hopefully they do, we just have to understand and preface it by saying if it was in the Sun Bowl, I'd feel a heck of a lot better than I would knowing this week it's going to be on the road. Um, but I still hope that they come ready to play. I do think it's going to be a competitive game no matter what. And hopefully uh, the Miners are able to pull it off. You know, I, you look over the past couple of years. I'm really, I mean, the the glaring stat that just jumps out to you is the four and fifteen record. We talked about this, the road record by the Miners over the past couple of years. But you look at those wins, right? Like who they actually beat in those four wins on the road. They beat NMSU. They're beating teams like Charlotte on the road. They're beating teams that you should win. That, that's what I'm trying to get at is the teams that you should beat on the road, and they're doing this. When when is it going to be uh, the time? when the Miners kind of flip that narrative and start to beat teams who are a little bit ahead of them. And in this case, if you're a Power 5 team, you're ahead of UTEP. Sure. It's Northwestern. It's still a team in the Big Ten. They're ahead of the Miners right now. The the pro in this argument about could UTEP win, could they actually defeat a Power 5 team this weekend in their best opportunity ahead, uh, is the fact that Northwestern lost last year to Southern Illinois. They lost to an FCS opponent last year on their home field. Mm-hmm. So the it's there. It's there for the Miners, this feels like their best opportunity maybe ever. Uh, it has to be their best opportunity ever, right? It really does. Orly, I know you're waiting. I got to get to a break. We'll come right back with you. 16 pass. Two lines are open. 505-6009. Good to have you with us, folks. Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso as we go to Charlie One with this traffic update. Seven El Paso Metroplex of one thing. we 19 pass. Sports Talk continues. Five zero five six zero zero nine. How was minor talk off the charts? Minor talk was great. Two hours on Saturday. Pre-game show was outstanding. Thank you so much to the District West for hosting us for another week. We had a pre-game show. I was informed by our listener Orly. Got to try the roll tacos. I did. They were fantastic. Zay. Uh, feasted on wings out at the district. Jason Craig was there DJing beforehand. Um, so it was a lot of fun. We took calls. We were there for about two hours. Um, you know, we had UTEP soccer coaches stop by, UTEP basketball coaches stop by. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the Oscar Addy at the agency also dropped off a ton of giveaways. So we had a great time at the pregame party. And then afterwards, postgame show was a lot of fun as well. Uh, callers stayed with us be, uh, past like 1 o'clock. So, nice. yeah, we, we had a good time. Awesome. I love it. I'm looking at some of the messages uh, coming in the posts on social media. We'll get to those right after Orly. He starts us off here this afternoon. 20 past. Sports Talk continues. Orly, what's going on? You always listen when it comes to food. I know where the best food places are. I know you do, Orly. That's, uh, you're the one that uh, gave us that great seafood place off Dyer years ago. Oh, yeah. Tugboat. Yep. We've been there uh, numerous times enjoying the food, so thank you for that suggestion. And also, now that Friday night football goes to Boston Pizza, you got some great food there, too. Well, Adrian great is, food. listen, Adrian is making sure that 
his uh, his crew doesn't get hungry after these games. That is that has been a yeah. mission of his since the beginning. Correct, Adrian? Yeah. Shout out Boston's Pizza. That was awesome this past weekend. Boston's Pizza. There you go. Great food. Anyway, let's go back to the game. You know, I I, I can't believe we're a one and a half point favorites on the road against a Big Ten. Then you know it's Northwestern, but UTEP on paper should beat them. On paper, you got to put in a couple of factors. One, you got the demo factor. Somewhere down the road, he's going to mess up. He's done it in the past. He'll he'll call a timeout when he's not supposed to. He'll he'll make a decision, but that's that's coaching. So I look at the demo factor. They have an opportunity to do something that hasn't been done since 1967. Yep. Well, actually, you know, you go back to 74 because Arizona State was now considered a, a power five when they beat Arizona State and Tempe. I was at that game. Was that the? Uh, was guess, that technically the last? Was was were they in the Pac-12 then or Pac-10? They were still in the WAC, I believe, at that time. Then it doesn't count. Then it doesn't count because we want okay. we we want a team in what is now a Power 5 conference at that time of the win. So if they were still conference foes in 74, doesn't count. So you might have to go back to 67 and Ole Miss, Orly. Yeah, I witnessed that. I witnessed that win. So anyway, it's going back to the game. The great crowd. I'm glad to see 30,000 showed up. I'm a little worried. It was going to be a little less after the loss at Jacksonville State. But my, my thing is, UTEP has got to do something to get the crowd involved. They got a, a young lady now going out there and promoting things, which is great. She's great. Um, but after a touchdown, it's dead. What happened to the fireworks display after each touchdown? What happened to the cannon that used to go every time we score a touchdown? All that's been taken away. When they come out of the tunnel, it's a fog deal, but I think the fireworks gets people fired up. You know what gets people? I mean, you want to know what gets people fired up after a touchdown? Having somebody on the video board showing a thousand dollars in cash because everybody oh, yeah. in the stadium is looking at that person, going, "I'm going to make sure I get to them before they get to their car, so I can take that money home with me." That's it's crazy. That's scary. <laughs> that is the scariest thing. Like I'm trying to decide if I was a fan and I'm winning a thousand dollars after a score. Do I turn it down because I don't want to be seen flashing 10 Benjamins on a scoreboard where everybody hey. can see me? I don't know about that one. Steve, two weeks ago it was in the paper. Somebody got robbed getting out of uh, uh, Sunland Park Casino. They followed her to a hotel and robbed her. Oh, my God. $3,500. Yeah, I'm telling you. that the, the, It's crazy. It is scary. I would almost tell the university, listen, I'll go on the set uh, and I'll do that, but I want a security guard walking me back to my car after the game. All right, that would be my that would be my response. I love that. I do. I think that is the coolest thing ever. The fact that people can win cash after every score is the greatest promotion in sports. There is no better promotion than that. But still, like, they put their faces on the video board for, like, 10 seconds flashing those Benjamins. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, you know, okay. just. Hey, Steve, yeah. when they used to win it, you'd hear the casino sound in the back. Even you better. Even yeah, better. But you don't even hear that. But you don't hear that anymore. I know. No, I know. There's no excitement. 
bring back the fireworks after. Did they have fireworks after the game? I left with about. No, there was no, there were no fireworks after the game. No, no, no. See, even New Mexico State has the fireworks. I understand that. Hey, we should have a surplus. We hadn't scored that much. Well, here's the good news. The good news is that if UTEP keeps drawing 30000 plus for these games, suddenly they'll have money to do the kind of things that you want to see, which will be exciting. Well, they did in the past without the, the crowds. Let me ask you this, though, Steve. The, the game is supposed to be on the Big Ten Network. Yes. I've been looking. It's not on. What do you mean it's not on? It's not. I've got the Big Ten Network on my cable. Yeah. And I looked it up. They've got Indiana State or Richmond and somebody played Michigan State or somebody. That on Saturday afternoon? I don't know. I was told Big Ten Network. I'll double check that. But we've been told yeah. forever that it's going to be the Big Ten Network. So. Well, I looked it up. And you, you know, you, you can scroll ahead, and it's not on there. All right, I it's will listen. Indiana State or Indiana or I am. Like I am now on the TV schedule for the okay. Big Ten Network. Okay. So I am looking, and I'm going to Saturday, September 9th, and I am on their website, their own website. And at 3.30 p.m., which is Eastern, it says, Big Ten football, UTEP at Northwestern. There is also a Richmond at Michigan State. So there are two games going at the exact same time. So Ty Warner or Spectrum... Has to has to ask for the UTEP game then because uh, I'm scrolling yes. and it says the Richmond game. I will I will place a call to the general manager of Spectrum Sales, who I know very well. He used to work here, and I will give him a heads okay. up to make sure they can have programming look into that since we've got four days, so we don't upset the entire city of El Paso. Well, that's all right. I've already missed half my ESPN games. Well, there you go. At least you're consistent. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're consistent with Disney. Yeah. All right. All right, Orly. Thanks right. for the call. All right, guys. Have a good day. Bye. All right, we'll see you. 27 Pass as we continue here on Sports Talk. Am I right or am I wrong when it comes to the cash giveaway? To me, that is the best giveaway in all of sports. There is no better giveaway than knowing you can show up to a sporting event and and walk away with at least $1,000 cash in your wallet more than when you came. So that is the greatest giveaway in sports. That being said... When they show their faces on the on the board, I, I, I'm a, I feel for those people. The promotion is one of the more unique ones I've ever seen. It is so entertaining to watch that fan uh, wave their cash. Yes. This week, okay, so this weekend there was one fan in particular who looked like they were so uncomfortable with the camera in front. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. That was ex- that was so the thought in my head uh, that crossed my head was if my family was approached for this, how uncomfortable would they be? You know, on the field, camera in front of them, everybody's either cheering or booing them, which uh, that's kind of the the split in the crowd right there because some of them are just so upset that it wasn't them getting the cash and they feel like they should be honored with the cash. Uh, but I'm with you on the security side of it. That's kind of scary too, right? Like you're like, oh, here's here's all this cash I have. By the way, don't look at my face and don't, uh, don't remember who I am when I'm walking in the concession stands. Exactly. Exactly. Now, once again, though, love the promotion. It's the best promotion at the game. And there's nothing close. Because if UTEP scores, let's say, six touchdowns, they're giving away six grand. That's amazing. It's the best. They also, don't they give away like $500 for a field goal? 
Yes, that's oh right. Oh my God, are you kidding? So that, so so the truth is that is the best possible promotion you could ever have. There is nothing better than winning cash in a football game. So, and then you know, putting these poor people on the, the video board while they're smiling and fanning that money out. Oh, it's just uh, it's it's wild. Now, hopefully, every winner uh, when they leave the stadium are in a large group of people. And they've got plenty of people to make sure they've got their back. That's all. That's right. It's just not somebody who's uh, going to the game by themselves or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly. Somebody right. looked uncomfortable this past weekend. Uh, it's okay. Uh, you all understand. Right. Well, first off, people some people just don't like being on video anywhere. It might not even be the cash. It might just That's be right. that there are certain people that just don't like being filmed. They're like, no, please do not do that. I can understand so, that. Yeah, I can sympathize with that. But I have to give the Speaking Rock folks all the credit in the world because in my mind, they have the greatest promotion in sports today that they are doing. And that to me, you can't you can't top that. You cannot top that if you tried. That is the best promotion out there. Just give money away every time the home team scores a point. That's that's the ultimate. So imagine sitting next to like the visiting team who's watching this and like, what's going on? And you're just explaining them, oh yeah, at all our home games, uh, whenever there's points scored, they give away cash here at these home games. Well, and they're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because they might end up winning. How that's do right. you know that the, uh, the opposing team, they don't travel to El Paso and they get randomly chosen with their seat as the money winner? They could also be a winner. So think about that. How great would it be if you show up from Incarnate Word, you watch your team get beat, but you go home $1,000 richer because you were one of the lucky fans that were chosen when the Miners scored. Okay, so that fan might need to be escorted right away out. They might have to like set him up outside the stadium watching the game or something like well, that. Well, it's like, do you remember when they have baseball games and big games, and all, all of a sudden you're like talking about a very valuable home run ball when Barry Bonds was trying to break the record or McGuire Sosa, and as soon as a fan caught the big ball, the guards and police immediately escorted them out of the stadium because they knew they would be killed on the spot since that baseball could be worth tens, if not hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars for that souvenir baseball. Yeah, all the milestone ones. You yes. could just see. Uh, I could just see it in my uh, head. Like they run up uh, the stands, they're going up with the security guards or whatever usher is taking them. But yeah, this happens a lot in sports. It's kind of interesting. Lines are ringing. Thirty-one passed as we continue here on Sports Talk, talking about the miners. Orly got us started talking about the promotions. What he wants to see, which brings up in my mind the greatest promotion that there is, which is giving away money. That there is nothing better. That is the ultimate right there. So, anyway, you want to talk about it? We'd love to hear from you. In fact, we'll get to more calls in a moment. But first, let's go to Adrian standing by with this bottom of the hour Sports Center update. Much. Now, I am looking at our uh, at the Big Ten Network on Spectrum, and they do have right now listed Richmond at Michigan State. That is the game on at least this guide. Richmond and Michigan State. So that hopefully will change between now and Saturday. Okay, so uh, on for all our streaming listeners, uh, for uh, YouTube TV, 
they will have it on the Big Ten Overflow 1 channel. How about that, Steve? God, it's on the Overflow channel. Okay, so I'm checking right now for Hulu just to make sure it's on there. Uh, And this is just the basic sports package. This is not with all the upgrades on the streaming packages whatsoever. So for Hulu specifically, let's see if I can find them. They are on the Big Ten Network, and it's just their alternate stream on Hulu. So, yeah, on streaming channels, looks like uh, UTEP... uh, fans can watch UTEP football. Well, that's because there is no alternate Big Ten network on um, on Spectrum. I think that's the biggest issue right now, Adrian. We Man. have one we have one channel on Spectrum, but not a second, which makes it very difficult to try to find this game. So uh, it seems like it's a it's been a bad two weeks for Spectrum. Man, it's been rough. It has been rough. All right, I will continue to look and see if I can find it. And um, and who knows? Maybe there is a way to, uh, maybe there's a hidden channel that I'm not even aware of where I could uh, where I could see this. So I'm going to keep looking. In the meantime, let me go to Augustine. Oh, we lost Augustine. Where is he? Maybe he's getting the bottle of tequila. Oh, for crying out loud, I'm not holding my breath for that tonight. You know that. There's no way. There is. There's no, no way. No, I don't sorry, think Steve. So. I know. Well, hopefully he'll be. Uh, you know, give us a call back, Augustine, and I'll work on the Big Ten situation. Because uh, there has to be some kind of – that game has to be on somewhere, wouldn't you think? Yes. I mean, that's frustrating for anybody who had Spectrum over the weekend who couldn't watch any of the ESPN games. Uh, I'm furious for you, and I'm upset for you in that case. And now I hear that you're they're still not able to watch these ESPN games. I mean, that's frustrating right there. Well, I'm looking. I mean, I'm going through all the sports channels right now on the Spectrum Guide, and, they, you know, they still have the – uh, MLB uh, games, they have the uh, NHL games, there's the pass, all that kind of stuff. There's the uh, MLS. But I don't see, did they stop doing, well, I mean, it's been so many years since I've actually tried to get, uh, so many years since I've tried to get any of these uh, Spectrum sports packages because everything is streaming right now. I don't know. I'm not sure how that's going to work. So anyway, that's a, that's a good uh, good situation. I'll have to try to figure that out. We've got four days, five days to make sure that if you have the uh, Big Ten Network on Spectrum, you don't get screwed. So let me see what I can come up with, and I will talk to some people with some pull, see if we can make that happen for all of you out there, all you Spectrum subscribers. Meantime, let's go to Augustine. He joins us next. Sports Talk continues. 505-6009. Augustine, what's going on? Hey, Steve. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey, hey just a quick thing on Minor Talk. It was a great show. It was... Uh... Well, you, you act know, like hang on. You act like you're surprised. I mean, the way you said that was you were shocked. No, no it's no, because no, of no. his call. No, no, of course not. No, Adrian shut me down like crazy. But that's another story. Um, I, I just do you trust this Miners team, Steve? After you know, after all that's happened, after you know their their loss against Jack State, and then you know, and then Incarnate Word being competitive against them for the entire half. When you say you know, trust them, what do you mean? What's exactly define trust? Do I think they're going to beat Northwestern? I don't know. Yeah, but, but, I mean, but not only that. Are, 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 will they have a chance with this? You know, with this team, with this coaching staff, with this allegedly this one of the easiest schedules in the country to actually try to go five hundred. Uh five hundred. Yes. But I don't think better than that is anything I'm expecting right now. So let's put it that way, okay? 500, I could see. 
I don't expect anything better than 500. And that's just because, um, you know, the first week, the reality is this team will be lucky to win, you know, more than one or two uh, road games. Home games, I think they can win. Road games, not so much. Okay. Is the make-or-break game the New Mexico State game? Uh, No, because there's so many games before that. I mean, okay, let's just put it this way. Even if they beat Northwestern, they're probably losing to Arizona, which will put them two mm-hmm. and two. And then if they beat UNLV, then they're three and two. And then who do they get? La Tech after that, Adrian? Is that right? La Tech That's after right. UNLV? Right after, yeah. And is that a home UNLV. game or a road game? That's a home game on a Friday. So, I mean, I could see them being four and two, beating. I mean, they're going to win their home games. I still think they'll win the majority of their home games. They always do. I mean, look at them. They're, what, they're 12 and three at home over the last three plus years. But they're four and fifteen on the road over the last three plus years. So there's two completely different extremes with this football team. And last and the first game of the season against Jacksonville State showed me that they're not ready yet to go out and win road games. Yeah, and and that's what's really hard to take from this team. Allegedly, that they have all this experience and la di da da. So. Well, they do. They do have all the experience. But listen, you can have all the experience in the world. Um, you have to realize, though, that it's winning away from a home is it's it's the next step in their progression. And you know, I thought they were there. They weren't as of the first week. And I guess we'll learn a lot more about this team against against Northwestern. Look, if they go on the road to Evans uh, Evanston and they just beat the crap out of Northwestern, that would be a pretty impressive thing. I don't see that happening. I see this being a very close, low-scoring game, and right now, to me, it's a complete uh, toss-up. And you know what? Yeah. Northwestern might end up beating them up pretty good. Who knows? I mean, they're still yeah. they're it's, still power five. They're still power five, and, and that's the thing. And 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 one more thing, Steve, and and I'll and I'll listen to your comments on the radio. Um, you know, not having a restroom is really bad. How are you dealing with that? Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Adrian. Have a great day. We'll see you in a couple. All right, listen. We've had uh, we had no restroom for over a week. We got it back this past week. Earlier today, a construction crew working um, a few blocks from here broke a water. Um, I think when they broke the water, uh, what was it, the water line, and yeah. it completely cut the water off. Hence. Um, backing up our bathrooms again. Now, it's frustrating because there are enough people in this building whose names don't need to be said, who, when they go to the toilet, when it works, it's bad enough. But when it's not working, it's even worse. And to make this 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 uh, story more disgusting for you, apparently when the water line broke today, Nobody was aware of it for a while, so people kept going to the restroom as normal, and the flusher suddenly did not work. And it, and from what I've heard, they've repaired the water line, but now the flusher still doesn't work. So, oh my gosh, it's a it's a bleep show, folks. That's the best way to put it. That is the most accurate, most apropos way of describing. Our situation here at the radio station. Yeah, what happened to in my uh, from my perspective is I at one point needed to go to the restroom. I walked in, realized it didn't work, um, and then I or I heard before I walked in, I heard it didn't work, 
and I just left. I mean, I, I, had, to, I had to go. I, it was another Starbucks trip, um, and I think that's what's going to happen, at least for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. We're going to have to uh, trust our friends around here just to go to the restroom. I'm hosting a fantasy football draft here. There's going oh, no. to be seven people at the station eating barbecue. Eating oh, no. barbecue. And there's no place for them to go. So I've already suggested that they bring Imodium and pop a couple of Imodium tablets in before they eat just to, just to protect themselves. Man, this is going to be a rough one, Steve. I'm sorry. It's not going to be easy. But they've been warned. They've all been warned. Man, and anybody who comes to the station, just uh, don't need it. make sure you do your business elsewhere. Exactly. So, yeah, it's not good. It is not good. All right, 43 past as we continue. Back with more in a moment. 505-6009 as we continue 600 ESPN El Paso. Hey, Cat, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Fine, thanks, Enrique. Hey, Cat, you know me. The moment they've scheduled this game, I've been calling nonstop, telling you how excited I am for this weekend's matchup. Yep. And That's true. I'm telling you right now, I'm checking it in. ESPN has UTEP at a 1.5 favorite. That's correct. They're seeing something even our El Pasoans aren't seeing. They, these are experts. And this, this is a similar line against uh, Jacksonville State. And mind you, Jacksonville State's a smaller team than Northwestern. They see something in UTEP that our fellow Opasoans can't. If this can't build up height, I don't know what will. Listen, um, I'm with you. They always seem to know something, meaning the – Odds makers do. They uh, always have a little something in store. What was the line on the Jacksonville State game? One point by UTEP. Okay. So, you know, I, I view this as a very similar kind of situation as that Jacksonville State game. I really do, Enrique. So, you know, look, this is the best chance UTEP will probably ever have to beat a Power 5 school. By far. Best chance. Problem is, they're just not a good road team. So you have to factor those. So that means one of two things is going to happen. Either Northwestern is going to break their 12-game losing streak or the Miners are going to win against the, for, against the Power 5 school for the first time ever. So I'm hoping it's the latter. I really am. I hope so, too, Kat. I'm, I'm being optimistic. Um, I know I told you uh, 4-0 and now 3-1. and I really feel if everything ends in our favor, I don't see a reason why we can't go 2-2 two and two against UNLV and have at least, 30, 35, a good crowd like we yeah. had last time against um, UNLV. Ward. Oh, no, UNLV, right. The UNLV crowd would be it should be bigger. They have, they've already sold more tickets for UNLV than, than Incarnate Ward anyway. They're pacing well for that. So I agree with you. All right, Enrique, thanks for the call. When we come back, hour number two gets underway. Bernie Olivas will be here for the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl watch for the very special guest as well. We'll look forward to that. 600 ESPN El Paso. He's Adrian Broadus. I'm Steve Kaplowitz. We've got 30 minutes to go, and then it's all John Teicher coming your way live uh, with UTEP football with Dana Dimmel. But it gives us an opportunity now to get started again with one of my favorite segments of the week. That would be the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch uh, with our uh, weekly host from the Sun Bowl Association, Executive Director. Bernie Olivas, we've got a very special guest as well. Bernie, welcome back. How you doing? Oh, can't can't complain. Our two conferences had a tremendous weekend last this last past weekend, and uh, we're off to a good start. So that all all that means is we're going to get a couple of good teams playing in the in the ninetieth ninetieth edition of the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl come December twenty ninth. 
Wow, the 90th edition. It's um, it's crazy how time flies, isn't it? Absolutely. Time flies when you're having fun. By the way, um, that's that's just amazing to me. Uh, it was a great week for the Pac-12. Weird week for the ACC, wasn't it? I mean, who would have expected Duke to knock off Clemson last night? Absolutely, that was, uh, was game. Couldn't couldn't take my eyes off the TV. I was it was amazing. And let's face it, Clemson had a, a lot of opportunities to take over that game and win it, but Duke came up with a great defensive plays and they they pulled away and uh, and convincingly beat Clemson. Oh, they did, and it wasn't even close. And uh, it has sparked all sorts of controversy around the football world because, yeah, it was one of those games that nobody uh, thought was going to end that way. In fact, when you look at all the games from this past weekend and you know you see some of the upsets uh, that happened, why don't we just kind of run them down quickly enough? Because um, as far as the ACC goes, Bernie, that Louisville-Georgia Tech was a terrific football game. Louisville outlasted. Um, you know, Georgia Tech, 39-34. But other than that, if you really go down the list, I guess the biggest surprise was BC losing at home to Northern Illinois, 27-24. Yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, and again, those are the only two losses that the, that they had. So uh, uh, always some surprises, uh, even on the other side with Colorado, you know, on the other yeah. side with Colorado beating uh, uh, TCU. Uh, yep, that's right. That was a lot of surprises. Victory. That was big for uh, for Dion. We didn't think that was going to happen uh, on this show. No, well, no, we did. None of us did. As a matter of fact, uh, Florida State. I didn't know if they were going to have enough to beat LSU, and look what happened there. Oh, they look good. Like I said, you they know, great. Coach Norrell is a great coach, and it doesn't surprise me that he had him ready. I still, I think, I still picked Florida to beat him. But I, but uh, I tell you what, Coach Norrell is a great coach, good friend. Coaching the Sun Bowl before, and uh, again, just a tremendous victory for them. It was. Uh, as far as the Pac-12 goes, you know, you talked about how they went undefeated. Uh, it started with a Utah win over Florida. That was a biggie. Um, Arizona State barely got by Southern Utah, 24-21. So there were some close games, Bernie, when it was all said and done. There were also some blowouts. Oregon beat Portland State 81-7. to uh, But that Colorado uh, game was uh, was a good one to keep an eye on, and you know, you look at some of the other games, the games that I'm keeping a close eye on, Arizona beat Northern Arizona 38-3. That's going to be UTEP's opponent in two weeks. Exactly. And like I said, uh, they didn't play the toughest the toughest team on their schedule. But, uh, you know, I think UTEP uh, learned a lesson of, in week zero, and I think they're ready to turn it around, and I think they're going to go out, get off and, uh, and go in the long run. You did not give away a trivia question last week, and you want to give away two this week. Right? Absolutely. We have to catch up. I mean, we want people to come to that Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl again December 20th. So we can we start with a little trivia this week? Yes, we can. Is That that would be last week's trivia we'll start with? We'll start with last right. week's trivia. Correct. Adrian, do you have the, uh, Adrian has the answer, so we're good to go. Go ahead you with know, that not the hard. This is not the hardest one. We're going to start with a little layup here. Good. Give everybody a layup. But here we go. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl has a long time standing tie-in with the ACC and the Pac-12. However, there's one team that under any circumstances cannot play in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl game this year. Name that team. Cannot play. Cannot play. Under any circumstances. That's correct. Wow. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. 505-6009, our telephone number. 505-6009. And it's not teams, plural. It's no. teams. It's one team. One team. They don't under any circumstances. All right. That's good. Will not be able to play in a Tony Tiger Sun Bowl game. Excellent. Good job, Bernie. 
All right, we'll see if somebody can get that right out of the gate. That would be good. Um, by the way, we're going to be playing the Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum Contest in a moment with our special guest, Julie Levesque, who is here with us as well, Senior Associate Athletic Director. She's Senior Women's Administrator, Deputy Title IX Coordinator. Why is it, Julie, that every time you join us, there is a new title added to your job description at UTEP? I, I don't know. I, I actually... I don't think that's true, Steve, is it? You are not Deputy Title IX Coordinator on your job description the last time <laughs> you know. were on the show. That's true. You were simply Senior Women's Administrator, Senior Associate Athletic Director. Yeah. What else can we add, uh, uh, Julie? What whatever, else is Whatever left? you want, I'll, I'll add it How about and this? I'll do it. Mom of Serious High School Athletes. Is that a, a good title? We that could also add that? Perfect. Your, uh, one of your sons is uh, playing quarterback right now out at uh, Coronado. Yep. How is that? Uh, he's also not only quarterback, but he does all their kicking. Is he really? Punter, kicker. Is he better as a quarterback or as a punter and a kicker? I think he's better at punting and kicking. Really? All right. I but what do I, I know? I don't and know. I figured, did you think probably the first thing Julie was going to say is, oh, quarterbacking, of course. That's, what, like, you, that, well, that's what I would have expected. He was a soccer player growing oh, up. So there I you knew, go. So the kicking stuff just comes mm. naturally. It, just like Julie, the next time we talk about him, he's going to be the, the, the cornerback as well. You know, they're going to add something to him, every, yeah, just like the little vest. They're going to add something to him the next time. Next hey. time you have him, you talk um. about him. We've got a winner on trivia. We have a winner on trivia, just like that. Chris Munoz, congratulations. Chris Munoz uh, able to take care of the, the question that you started us off with, the, the layup. And again, I thought it was a layup. And again, the only team that cannot, from the Pac-12 that cannot play in the 20 Tiger Symbol is Arizona State due to the self-imposed bowl ban for the 1923 season due to some the recruiting violations. Season. The 23 season, right, due to some uh, recruiting violations. So congratulations. Uh, happy to give away a couple of tickets. The next, you know, the, the next question will be a little bit tougher. All right, we'll do that one in a little bit. By the way, I want to get a jump on things with our Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Selectum Contest. We'll start that, and then we'll continue it after the break. Uh, Bernie, congratulations. You, along with uh, yours truly, finished 7 out of 10 this week. Getting it started, uh, 70%, that's fine. Adrian, he took a couple gambles. They did not pay off. Adrian brought us 5 out of 10 this uh, in our first week. I'm very disappointed in myself, everybody. Uh, I might have to be buying myself some extra pimento chicken sandwiches from Chick-fil-A for both of you guys. So uh, I'm really bummed. I will pick it up this week. I discussed with the brass, the scouts, and everybody. Um, we're ready to go this week. My team's ready to go. Well, let me tell you something. The honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich is unbelievable. We had those last week, along with those caramel crumble milkshakes. Those are some of the fall limited edition items happening right now at uh, Chick-fil-A and uh, man how by the way uh, how did Anthony do you know I don't you know I didn't check I forgot to check I have it all on my on my desk and I didn't look at that right. I was just thinking because I have to double my workouts for all the all of all the food that old uh, Adrian's going to be buying us yeah it's going to be a lot it's going to be a lot I agree with you that's that's interesting um well let's put it this way Julie, you know how this works. This is a fun game. We get mm-hmm. to play 10, pick 10 games uh, that are on the uh, website at sunbowl.org for the Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum Contest, and we all see how we do once we make our picks at the end of uh, the, the games this week. Are we ready to start? Ready. All of us are ready. Okay. 
Uh, then let's begin with week number two, and we will start it off with a game in the ACC. It's going to be Wake Forest at home against Vanderbilt. Now, Vandy's 2-0, and Wake is 1-0. and It's uh, going to be in Winston-Salem, and uh, Wake is hosting. They are 10.5-point favorites. And as uh, is tradition, we always let our celebrity pick'em guest start us off. So, Julie, if you don't mind, get us going here on Wake Forest and Vanderbilt. I choose Wake Forest. Because they're the home team? Or what do you think? Yeah. Or just because they've been good the last couple of years? They've been good. They beat Vanderbilt last year yeah, away. So home, you pretty much have home field advantage. Well, so. And they are big-time favorites, 10.5 yeah. points. Yeah. All right, I like that. Bernie, what about you? I agree. Wake Forest. Coach Clausen's got him going. I really think uh, Wake Forest is going to be middle of the pack. They might not win the whole thing, but uh, they got a chance to be here in El Paso in December. They do. Uh, what about you, Adrian? Yeah, give me Wake Forest for sure. We are all in agreement going Wake Forest over Vanderbilt to start us off. Let's go with game number two. This is a chance to be a very good football game, too. It's going to be number 10, Notre Dame, visiting uh, North Carolina State at Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh. Notre Dame, 2-0. and State, 1-0. and The Irish, seven-and-a-half-point road favorites, Bernie. Got to go with the fighting Irish. Uh, again, I love Coach Dorn. I think he does a tremendous job at NC State. Notre Dame's got it going this year. A lot, a lot harder, a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Okay, so start off with Notre Dame. Your turn, Adrian. Yeah, give me the Fighting Irish. Liked what we've seen so far from them early on into the season. Also, NC State just barely squeaked past UConn this past week, so yeah. give me uh, the Fighting Irish on the road. We are three for three. I also went Notre Dame, made my picks earlier today. I took about 30 seconds, Bernie, so you might have a chance to get a few uh, different ones than I have this week. But I did go Notre Dame. What about you, Julie? I agree, Notre Dame. All right. Away. Two down, eight to go. We'll go next to Virginia Tech hosting Purdue. Uh, the Hokies are 1-0. The Boilermakers 0-1. This game will be in Blacksburg, Virginia at Lane Stadium. Good game. Good odds. Virginia Tech by a field goal, Adrian, as we kick it off. I'm going Purdue on this one. Give me the Boilermakers on the road. Lost a tough uh, back-and-forth game against Fresno State. I might be in the minority here, but i got to get on the board. Give me the Boilermakers. I'll differ with you. I'm going to go Virginia Tech at home because I like Virginia Tech at home. Uh, what about you, uh, Julie? What do you think? Virginia Tech. All right. Bernie? Got to go with the ACC. I'm going Virginia Tech. All right. So now we are three down, seven to go. Now we will jump over into the Pac-12 and talk about the uh, suddenly very trendy Colorado Buffaloes. They are 22nd in the country. They had a huge win on the road against TCU, and this will be the first home game of the Deion Sanders era at Folsom Field in Boulder. Uh, 10 a.m. Saturday when they host Nebraska. The Huskers are 0-1. Colorado three-point favorites uh, in this one. And I guess it's my turn to start it off. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. The Deion Sanders train, man. I like uh, everything about uh, this team. I like what uh, Shadur Sanders did. I like the fact that, uh, you know, Dion wants everybody to doubt him. He is just playing that role like a champ. So I will take Colorado, Julie, to start it off. I'm with you. Colorado, as long as they're not too hyped up after that big win. Yeah. Hopefully. That's true, though. Sometimes you can be overhyped. I agree mm -hmm. with you. Um, what about you, Bernie? Me. 
You heard of those hangovers, those victory hangovers? Uh-oh. You know? Uh-oh. Not so fast, I think Colorado's going to win this ah, one. Ah, Bernie throwing us a curveball, <laughs> staying with Colorado and Prime, that's for sure. What about you, Adrian? Yeah, 100% Colorado, Shadur Sanders. Also, Travis Hunter, who plays both ways, played corner, caught an interception, and played receiver for them. That's a, an athlete right there. Played about 126 plays, I think, in the whole game. He played the entire game. My it's goodness. amazing. That doesn't happen mm-hmm. you no, know, in this day and age with, with, with how fast and the game is. Yep. Surprised, but he did a fantastic job. Six games to go. Let's do our second trivia right now before the break and give everybody a chance during the commercial break to call in at 505-6009 if they want to win that pair of Sun Bowl tickets. Alright, this one's a little bit out of the box and we'll see how, see how long it takes people to get this one, alright? But for two tickets to the Tony Tiger Sun Bowl on December the 29th at noon, Here's the question. Tony the Tiger's catchphrase is, They're great! Oh, you're good at in that. Which year, in which year did Kellogg's first introduce Tony as the mascot for their cereal brand? Oh, I love in this In what year was They're great! First, what year did it first appear as their, uh, as their mascot? Are you doing voiceover work for Kellogg's? Because you're really getting that down. Well, I've been doing it for about 10 years already. Makes makes a lot of sense. All right. 505-6009. If you think you know, first person in wins the pair of tickets. Let's go to Charlie for traffic. It'll be our last update of the show since John Teicher is less than 15 minutes away. Tony knew. I guess 1959 right out of the gate because I didn't check it on Google or Wikipedia. And then I think Julie guessed, what would you guess, uh, 57, Julie? Full of dates, yeah. And then uh, we were off a little bit. But Bernie, yeah. what year are we looking at? In 1952, Tony and three other characters, Katie the Kangaroo, Elmo the Elephant, and Newt the Gnu, were created as part of a contest for packages of Kellogg's new cereal, Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes of wow. Corn. When Tony proved more popular with the customers, the other characters were removed from the package. So, Tony the Tiger, 1952, was created with their great. I love it. Good job there, Bernie. We got six games and six minutes left before we have to wrap this up. So let's get right back to it and finish up with our Chick-fil-A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum Contest. All right, number 14, Utah is going to be visiting Baylor. Now Utah's ranked 12th, by the way, because the new rankings came out. Utah's 1-0. Baylor's 0-1. It's going to be in Waco at McLean Stadium. Utah, 7.5 point favorites. Uh, Julie, back to you. Utah. All right, Utah it is. Bernie. The Utes. Adrian. That was a bad loss for Baylor against Texas State. Uh, former UTEP quarterback Mac Lefwich, their offensive coordinator. Give me Utah. Uh, we're all in agreement. Congratulations to Mac, by the way. That is fantastic news. All right, uh, we'll keep moving. This time we're going to go back to the ACC. We flip-flop a lot in this contest, which I like. Uh, we will go next to number 23, Texas A&M, visiting Miami. Both teams are 1-0. It's going to be at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami a and four-and-a-half-point road favorites, Bernie. I'm taking the Canes in this one at home. The Canes. All right. Bernie's staying loyal. What about you, Adrian? I got the U as well. All right. I'm going A&M. First time I've differed with Bernie this whole season. Give me A&M on the road, Julie. I'm going with Miami. All right. I'm on an island. We'll see what happens. That could be a good or a bad decision when it's all said and done. Next up, we've got Cincinnati 
taking on Pitt. Cincinnati's 1-0. Pitt's 1-0. It's going to be at uh, Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Panthers, 7.5-point favorites, Adrian. I'm going Cincinnati on the road. Give me the upset. Wow. What, what? Tell me why you like Cincinnati in this one. So I'm just going conferences here. Give me the Big mm. 12 Conference, a team who's uh, newly acquired in the Big 12 right now, 1-0 after that 66-point uh, win over uh, yeah. Eastern Kentucky. So they score points. Give me them on the road. I'll take Pitt. What about you, Julie? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, stay with Adrian. Bernie. Pitt is our defending Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl champion. And they've got a tremendous coach. They've got a tremendous team. I got the Panthers all the way. All right. So Bernie and I are in agreement. Julie and Adrian are in agreement as well. Next up, we'll go back to the Pac-12. Number 15, Oregon, visiting Texas Tech. Oregon is now moved up to 13th in the rankings. They're 1-0. Tech is 0-1. It's going to be in Lubbock at AT&T Jones Stadium. Oregon, 6.5-point favorites in this one. Adrian, are you leading us off or am I? Is this my game? Go for oh, it. my game. It is my game because you just did the last one, right? Okay. I will take Oregon on the road in Lubbock. Uh, Julie, your turn. Go Ducks. Ducks it is, Bernie. Pac-12, Oregon. Adrian. No question about it. Oregon. All right, two to go. Let's go Washington State at home against Wisconsin. This also has a chance to be a pretty interesting game for sure. Wisconsin, believe it or not, is favored in this game. They are six-and-a-half-point road favorites. They're 1-0. Wazoo is 1-0. It's in Pullman at Martin Stadium. Julie. Wisconsin. Wisconsin on the road. Bernie. I like Washington State, but... I'm going with Wisconsin. All right. Adrian. Yeah, Badgers. Can't be irresponsible here. Give me Wazoo. I'll be irresponsible. I'll take that game. Thank you very much. Washington State, I love them at home in that one. Finally, USC hosting Stanford. Uh, this one, I think I know how it's going to work, but both teams are uh, 1-0, except USC is 2-0. It's at the Coliseum. Wrap it up, Bernie. Got to go with the Trojans. All right. Um, Adrian. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Caleb Williams. Me too. Julie. I'm SoCal. I'm not NorCal, so USC. All right. Final tiebreaker. Number of points scored during the Notre Dame-North Carolina State game. Julie, what do you have? 54. 54 for Julie. Bernie. 63. 63. Adrian. 66. 66. I have the same number as Julie. 54. We both have 54. Go figure. There it is. Wow. Right there, Julie. Okay. Nicely done. We got through these picks. I didn't even think we were going to get through them before the end of the show. Um, Bernie, I like it because we have we differ on two, which means you could might you might have a two-game lead on me or we split or I've got a two-game on uh, lead on you when it's all said it and done. We still a long way to go. I can't believe you went to, you went against the Pac-12. Here you are with all your loyalties towards the Pac-12 and you pick Wisconsin over Wazoo. Jay Pritchard is not going to be happy with you this time around. You realize that, right? He's not happy with them right now. Uh, Julie, a lot going on at UTEP, isn't there? So much going on, so much excitement, and uh, just looking forward to this weekend's game. I think we're we're going to do we're going to do pretty good. We you, have a really good chance. You traveling with them? I am not traveling with them. Right. I'm staying home. Well, you've got yeah. a lot going on at the house too. I know that for sure. Lots going on. Congratulations who's on play the great who's Cornell to play this week? It's, they they play the West Side Bowl. Yeah, Franklin. Franklin oh, on that's Thursday this night. early in Thursday the year. Night. Yeah, great game last Friday against Kenny Teo. That's yeah. true. Wow, right. 
Guys, I appreciate you uh, both being here. We've got to wrap it up early. We've got John Teicher standing by. He's going to be coming up next for the uh, Dana, uh, UTEP Football with Dana Dimmel Show. Bernie, any final thoughts? Hey, like I said, please get your tickets early. Again, it's on a Friday this year, December the 29th, noon kickoff, Pac-12 versus ACC. And by the way things are going, we could have the last ever Pac-12 game Came here to Sun Bowl in, in, in this year on December 29th. Get your tickets early. Let's sell out the place. I love it. Good stuff. So, for Senior Associate Athletic Director, SWA Deputy Title IX Coordinator, and a new title coming the next time we see her, Julie Levesque and Bernie Olivas. For Adrian Broadus, I'm Steve Kaplow. It's John Teicher standing by. He'll join us next, bottom of the hour, and then it's Chihuahua's Baseball.